You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away, back, goal! Go, hey! It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to A's Cast Live from Plank here in Oakland, Jack London Square. And let's face it, on a Friday, what's like the best thing you can hear? You want to go to happy hour? I mean, is there anything better after a long week You've been grinding. It's nice outside. For weeks, you've been dealing with cold weather. You've been dealing with rain. All of a sudden, you look out, there's sun. There's the beautiful bay right off Oakland right here. And it's Friday, and someone at work says to you, hey, you want to go get a couple cocktails at happy hour? Well, that's what we're saying to you. Come down and see us here. Happy hour. It's Spirit Week with the Oakland Athletics. We've got prizes. We got tickets. We got games. We got food specials. You name it. We got it. We got bowling. This is one of the coolest spots right by our offices. Always loving being here at Plank. Little bowling, little fun. And they really do. For a bowling alley, they got great food. That's always a big thing for a place. I want, all right, is this, I'm going to bowl. And you're going to drink pitchers of beer. I get it. But do you got good food? Plank has good food. We're going to be here till 6 o'clock. Spirit Week. Cody, what do we got rolling? So if you scan any of the QR codes, which you'll see when you first walk in here, Plank, I'm pointing over. There's one here. Behind me. There's one behind Tommy. There's one over where everyone's going to be, the DJ setup. If you scan the QR codes on any of the signage, you'll be prompted to fill out a sweepstakes form with your name and everything. You'll be entered to win either four tickets and parking to opening day, A's batting practice viewing, ceremonial first pitch, meaning you'll throw it out, or Whoa. the grand prize, an 18-person suite uh, you can win. Also, remember, today's fee-free Friday. Buy any tickets for any game with no fees. Valid until 8 a.m. tomorrow. What did you say there? You kind of. Fee-free Friday. Fee-free Friday. Free. Yeah. Okay. Fee-free Friday. Gotta go slow here. Fee-free Friday. Until tomorrow at 8 a.m., you can buy any Gate, uh, that includes all gate, gate giveaway items. Single game tickets for the 2023 season are on sale right now. Athletics.com slash tickets. All the fees are waived until 8 a.m. tomorrow. So get on there. Athletics.com slash tickets to get any of your tickets for opening day. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Giants. Cole Irvin's return when the Orioles come to town. Don't bring that up. Um, number one thing you just said was throw out the first pitch. You've done it. I've done it twice. Have you done it? Uh, no. 
I'm, I'm not I'm not A-list celebrity status. I'm going to tell you, if you've ever wondered what it's like to actually play in a Major League Baseball game, this is going to really be the closest you'll ever experience. Now, there's going to be no one behind you. There's no players out there. But you're going to walk out onto the mound. You're going to get out there. They're going to introduce you. The crowd's there. The players are there. There's a bunch of people on the field. And you get up on the mound, and both times the great Dick Callahan introduced me and everything, and you get up there, and your heart just starts pumping. It just starts pumping. Because, first of all, you don't want to embarrass yourself. And you want to throw a strike. And I know, for me, I told my first one I ever did was Adam Rosales. And I told Rosie, I said, Rosie, I'm bringing it. You're getting everything I got. So get ready. And I threw one that was it was high. It was a little high enough. I, I hadn't thrown off a mound in years, so when I was coming down, it kind of scooted on me. Then, the next time I did it, I threw a perfect strike right down the middle. But I was jacked. You need to scoot over a little bit. They moved the cameras on us. Um, we were jacked, and I'm telling you, being out here, if you get a chance to be able to get that, that'll be one of the greatest baseball experiences of your life. To walk out on that mound and throw out the first pitch would truly be amazing. Uh, I hope maybe one day I get to do it. But for our fans, the ceremonial yeah. first pitch will be awesome. That's the uh, first prize, the grand prize, the 18-person suite. Remember, scan any of the QR codes. Let me see if I can switch the camera. We'll see if, uh, if we have one. See right there behind, right here to Townie's left, there's one right there. So you should be able to right scan here. that with the QR code, fill out a sweepstakes form, name, right email, here. I'm sure, all that. And then, uh, remember, fee-free Friday. Fee all free. regular season tickets on sale today. No fees until tomorrow at 8 a.m. Oh. Athletics.com slash tickets if you want to. Come to any of the games this year at the Coliseum. The great Delaire, D.A., got me a jacket. I forgot the jacket because I had I had to lug all the equipment here. I was so worried about the equipment today that I made sure that I forgot a jacket coming out here today. Thank you, Delaire. That was if great. only you would have known that it was going to be cold by the water in Oakland. I know. Uh, it was 80 degrees at my house, and I was feeling myself. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you didn't wear shorts to show up the White Lakes. Uh, yesterday was playing golf with the great Ken Korak. Uh, he'll be here at 5.15. In shorts. It was nice to be in shorts. We will have an announcement coming up here at 4.15 as we have a, a new member of our broadcast team that we are going to announce. I know it's been announced to the rest of the media, but, of course, a lot of you. Well, we tweet on social it's media. It's on social media, too. Okay, so. So you can just say it now. Dosco. Johnny Dosco is going to join us. I've known Johnny since our days in the Cow League. This is going back to... Like 95, 96 is when I first met Johnny. So you're looking at 26, 27 years now. So, and then, you know, knowing everything that he has done in his time with Sacramento and carrying it for Sacramento, whether it was the A's in Sacramento or it was the Giants now in Sacramento, he's done a great job up in SAC for for many, many years. So having him join our broadcast team is going to be something special. It's going to help because obviously with with where Ken Korak is in his career, that Ken wants to do 
not every game anymore, and we want Ken to be around here for as long as we can possibly have him. So we don't want we're not gonna we're not burning Ken out anymore doing 160 games 162 games traveling all around the country. So he'll be able to step in for Ken, get Ken some days off. Vinny, who works so hard, Vinny works just about every game. I work just about every single game. So he's gonna do a lot of play-by-play. He's gonna help us here on A's Cast Live and also on A's Cast, doing a lot of different things that he is uh, roaming through right now. But he'll be able to help. So that's great news. And we'll talk to the voice of that the athletics ken korak and i just know yesterday it was a t- it was i mean i know it's spirit week and we're gonna talk about all the great things stoppers here behind us you can see but i mean the reality is it was tough because you know we've said a lot about what cole Irvin's going to mean to the team and that here was a guy that not making a ton of money established himself you got him for basically cash from philadelphia established himself, trying to be a starter, established himself as a starter, earned the right to be a guy that we looked at saying that you're going to be the guy opening day taking the ball, and I'm looking for 30 starts. I'm looking for hopefully 200 innings out of him. And yesterday he was traded, and it was a blow as we started looking at this season, winning this season, looking at, yes, opportunity to have a much better pitching staff a much more stable pitching staff than we had last year and unfortunately you know for us here on ace cast live he was a really good friend of the program i mean this is a guy that came on constantly he was we had a lot of fun with him Uh, he had a great personality told great stories we talked pac-12 football with him his oregon ducks and the other teams and the rivalry of all the pac-12 guys inside the clubhouse uh we wish him nothing but the best. It goes along with a lot of guys all these different years since we've been doing this, uh, since I've been doing this, where you, you establish these relationships, they move on. Who knows? They love them come back. But uh, we wish Cole nothing but the best. This is a great move for the Baltimore Orioles, a team that was talking big about adding to their team that made a run last year that showed the progress, you know, all the time of tearing it down, finally showing the progress. Obviously, they need pitching. They've added pitching. Adding Cole will definitely help the Baltimore Orioles. So good luck to him. And uh, Mr. Hyde, their manager. Friend of the program. Friend of the program from the Bay Area. Uh, And good luck to the Orioles and good luck to our man Cole Irvin. Love him. Great guy. Well, they were talking about forever, and well said about Cole. I mean, remember the first time he joined us from a uh, was a go kart track in uh, North Carolina. Fact. Avid golfer. You guys should you guys can go golfing sometime, uh, maybe in the off season, next off season, because we'll make it work. But anyway, but the Orioles have been looking for a starting pitcher to go along in the rotation because John Means had Tommy John surgery last year, so they're looking for a left-handed starting pitcher, and they found one, and. The eight, and they wanted to add to their payroll. Cole doesn't make much money, but they're, they're getting a guy that's going to give them 180 to 200 innings, and that's going to be great for them because they need it. They're trying to contend. I mean, they have eight prospects in the top 100. The number one guy is Gunnar Henderson, who's going to play third base for them. you got Adley Rushman, and they're in a very stacked division. I mean, the Rays today just signed our guy Peter Fairbanks to an extension. The Rays are giving extensions everywhere now. Him, Jeffrey Springs. There's money in the game. And the Rays are spending it. I mean, Wander well, Franco got the deal. They're spending it. I mean, they're not spending big money, no, but, but they're, they're spending money. They're yeah. re-signing their – well, Jeffrey Springs isn't their guy, but he's 30 years old. I like that deal for them. Uh, then now you got Fairbanks. you got the Yankees still 
who knows about Boston. So the Orioles are trying to compete, and you still have Toronto in that division. So best of luck to Cole. It's going to be a tough division to pitch against, but he was great here for Oakland. And, and the A's added another prospect who can play multiple positions as we move closer to positionless baseball. Well, the one thing that we keep adding, and we joked with the general manager of the Oakland Athletics about this, but we, we've talked about how we keep adding speed. And it is hard to acquire power. There is no question. It is hard to get guys who can hit the ball of the ballpark. That's why he talked about Jesus Aguilar, I guess, in the press. I was driving up here today when David Fortz was doing his press conference. He was – they've been scouting Aguilar for years. Well, he's 32 years old. I hope you've seen him. Um, yeah, He's played clean, for a lot of teams. Uh, you know what? Let me just – I have the audio of the general manager speaking. We'll, we'll play that one. Uh, here's what David Fortz had to say about Jesus Aguilar and scouting him. Yeah, he's been on our radar since he was in the minor leagues with Cleveland, I think. You know, he kind of broke out when he was in AAA, and you followed him. We saw him across the diamond a couple times. And, and then, you know, he played in Milwaukee for Craig Council, who Kotz is close with, and, and Kotz has always known how much Craig enjoyed having him there. So we've talked about him before. So there you go. I've been scouting him since Cleveland when he was a, a youngster. Well, he, David Force did say that he plans well, to play um, – they're trying to play him every day, either first or DH. They've talked about him before. Yeah, I know. But they're, being, they're really they excited. They talked about him before. Yeah, they're excited about uh I'm excited about him because it, it is a it's a deal that could work out like we have seen in the past where you bring in a veteran who wants to basically reestablish himself as a primetime player. He's going to get the at-bats. It's going to be mostly at DH. I, you can say first base, that's great, but I'm not buying it. It's going to be mostly at DH. And he has the ability to give you that thump. Now this kid that we're getting from the Orioles, did he? Do we got anything on, on the? Yeah, uh, David talked about him. Uh, here's what he had to say about uh, Daryl Hernandez, as I believe how you say his last name. Johnny would know, but uh, Daryl Hernandez, who they he's got 16th best prospect. It's not Hernandez. We'll find out. But here's David Forrest on the new A's prospect. Yeah, we're excited about Daryl. Um, you know, we talked to a, a handful of teams about Cole, and um, you know, we're focused on on finding. Uh, some more young position player talent to add to this group. A, a kid with a you know with great athleticism, with a really good track record in high A as far as his contact rate and um, you know both performing and and our scouts really excited about what they've seen from him the last couple of years. I have a hard time getting into data that's happening in single A. I have a really hard time with that. But what you start to see is what kind of skill sets are they trying to acquire? And the thing that we are seeing is that they're trying to acquire speed. It is easier to find speed than it is power. And maybe just maybe something that will happen with the new rules as bang bang plays are going to be different, stealing bags, stealing second, maybe even got stealing third coming back into the game again it is clear that this front office they may not tell you they might they may not say that hey this is the game plan but you you know actions speak louder than words as my late mother used to say and their actions are they are finding guys with athleticism and speed saying versatility i get it everybody's talking versatility right but speed Taking 90 feet, owning 90 feet, 
maybe a way to compete. We, I think the last time we had this conversation was with Paul Himbikides from ESPN going, okay, we have seen everybody try to do the same thing over and over again. Get on base, hit home runs. Get on base, hit home runs. Everybody try to win the exact same way other than the Astros. I don't think the Astros, and at times the Dodgers too. But a lot of teams just wanted to hit the ball to the ballpark, walk, homer, walk, homer, three true outcomes. That's how they, that's how they built their teams. Who are going to be the teams with these new rules who break out and play a different way and win games? Could the A's rely hopefully on defense, rely hopefully on pitching, and speed? Speed comes to the ballpark every day. A bad cliche. I don't know if I really buy it, but speed never slumps. Don't buy that. Everything slumps. But that could be the thing that – we're going to start going more to, at least now, and you hope that, I don't know, you get it from Seth Brown, you get it from Aguilar talking about home runs, uh, Dermis Garcia, this Nota kid that's the Rule 5 guy from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe, just maybe, Ramon Laureano provides you some pop. I don't know. I mean, I'm not expecting much from uh, Estuary Ruiz, the kid that we got in the trade. Uh, with that sent Murph to Atlanta. He came over from the Brewers. Brewers got him from San Diego for Josh Hader. But speed may be the way we're going to have – speed may be what we're going to try and do when it comes to start winning ballgames. Take a break first. Why? Let's just get it going now. Let's get Johnny going now. The boss is saying take a break. Oh, coming up next – well – the, the boss says take the break. Coming up next, we have a major announcement, a major announcement, as we're announcing the new member of the Oakland A's broadcast team next right here. Don't forget, come down and see us. We're here at Plank. I think we're going to be here well past 6. It's Spirit Week. Come join us here at Plank. You're listening and watching. A's cast lock. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, if you haven't been following social media, I'm sure it's out on Instagram and Twitter. But Johnny, you've been announced. Johnny Dosko joining us here on the A's broadcast team. After years being in Sacramento, yes. Congratulations! Thanks. This is huge. Thanks, Townie. I'm I'm pumped. I'm fired up. Thirty years in the minor leagues, and uh, this is a great great landing spot. I'm glad to be here. Did you? I mean, did you ever think this would happen? 
Well, you know, it was funny. There were, there were years like 2016, 17, 18, and 19 where I kind of talked to my wife and I said, babe, I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. And I was, I was okay with it, you know, because you're call, still calling baseball. Yeah. Getting into my 50s, I'm like, eh, it may not happen. But so that when this happened, it was, I was really excited. Well, really. people need to know of how well you did in Sacramento. And it was with the A's and then now with the Giants. But it tells tells a lot about your story and your talents about being in in a big market in AAA for a long time. That says a lot about you. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, 22 years. Uh, hard to believe it went it went pretty fast. We were with the A's 2001 to 2000, 2014, and then after that with the Giants. But yeah, some great years there and the big crowds there. And yeah, I won't forget those 22 years. But it is nice to to get to the next level for sure. Oh, yeah. I used, yeah. To, ha- I used to have you on the pregame show back in the day. Back in the day. When, that's right. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. We'd, we'd be asking about players. Yeah. You would come on. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, I mean, the A's gave the Rivercats so many great teams. I mean, look, they, they won. You know, they did win with the Giants in 2019, but before that it was all A's. You know, yeah. won seven out of eight uh, division championships, won a couple AAA championships, won a couple PCL titles. So, uh, they, the A's and Billy Bean and David Forrest and company gave the, gave the Rivercats a lot of great teams back in the day. So. Now, I want people to know, we actually go back a long way. Yes, we do. So, when I first, I've had to hold it in. I've known for a while that you were getting this gig, right? And I was, you can't tell anybody. I'm like, all right, I won't say anything. But when I got done playing baseball at San Jose State, the San Jose Giants were connected to the student station at San Jose State. So I was still just finishing college, and I was doing San Jose Giant games. Which team were you with? I was actually with the High Desert Mavericks, 96 and 97. Okay. Yeah. High, okay. Yeah, High Desert Mavericks. Yep. So you were in High Desert. Yep. And I got to know you then. He was he was one of the few guys, because they were pro announcers, college kid, right, <laughs> who just got done playing. He was one of the nice guys. To me, Thank back you. in the day. Thank you. And I've never forgotten that. And that's Thank why you. it was so great always bringing you on when we had the pregame show back when we were on a different station. And so we've actually known each other for a long time. Yes. And it's also one of the reasons why I'm so happy well, for thank you. Because he's always thank been one of the good guys. Because it thank was you. easy back then. There were some older curmudgeon guys <laughs> that didn't like us younger guys coming into the business. Yeah, well, you, I remember you just – yeah, you had just got – done playing at san jose state and started your career there and uh how was it for you now how'd you like that at san jose the first couple of years yeah you know what it was just I, I was terrible at it but you know what it was fun still being in baseball and it made me realize i'm much better at talk radio than i am at play by play so but that actually led me from doing san jose giants also led me into kmbr mm-hmm. which started my talk show career get to kmbr which allowed me to basically have my whole career here yeah. in the bay area so i've been very fortunate that i've always been able to to, to be here so yeah. um i mean this is just awesome because you think you know all these years of grinding and being and and you've had some you've done some big league baseball before yeah yeah. So you've had that taste before, but now you are in the big leagues. In. Oh, it's amazing. I, I, the people that have reached out, Townie has been unbelievable. And, you know, look, I've always followed the A's from afar because every minor league affiliate I've been with, we had the A's in our league. 1993, the Madison Muskies. Uh, 1995, the West Michigan Whitecaps. They were yeah. the A's. Then the Modesto A's in the Cal League. And then you, uh, you go uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, and then Sacramento with the Rivercats with the A's. So I've always – watched and admired the A's. I grew up a Dwayne Murphy fan, grew up an A's fan. So for me, this has uh, come full circle. It's, it's pretty cool. And now he can finally admit it 
He hated when the A's left Sacramento and the Giants <laughs> took over. You can finally admit that now. I knew that you was coming. You can come clean. I, t- I told my buddy, I said, Townie's going to crush me on oh, that. Oh, because <laughs> people are still angry about that. David Force one time, I don't even remember. Cody may remember, but it was, I think it was in Nashville. Nashville was playing Sacramento, and he was watching, like, the game on YouTube or something like that, and he's like, yeah, I've never forgotten. Like, David Force still is angry that really? Sacramento is not our AAA affiliate. So, he still holds grudges. It, was such, it, was, it really was such a natural fit, Sacramento and Oakland. And it, just, it, was, it was kind of, a, a, kind of a, a shocker when we did when the Rivercats did go to the Giants. Which, once in, again, he had no control over I had no that. control over it. Yeah, yeah. Not control. Yeah, no control over it. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Like, it was, it was a heavy blow there for a while. Then you, you get relationships. I did get, you know, some good relationships with the Giants. But still, though, yeah, of course. I mean, green and gold is uh, – is where I need to be, where I should be. Yeah, and I think about, you know, AAA, and we talk to Fran Reardon about this all the time, who's now our skipper with the Las Vegas Aviators, is making dreams come true. Mm-hmm. You have these guys that get drafted, they get signed, and they get that call into the manager's office, and you've experienced that mm. so many times that you think about parents – wives, girlfriends, children, grandparents, everybody who's been around to help these players to get to this point Mm. to they're finally getting their dreams. Most people, your dreams don't come true. These guys are getting their dreams come true. It's really one of the magical because you don't have this. You have it in hockey, but who cares? We don't have this in the NFL. Mm. We don't have this in basketball. Mm. It's what we have in baseball. It's a very special moment. You've lived it for a long Thank time. Thank you. You know, and I, the one that I remember most, Townie, is uh, Jerry Blevins. Because Blevins, they called up uh, Tony D. Francesco, the manager at the time, called up Jerry Blevins in front of our whole front office at, at the Solon Club up there. So when he got called up, 24 years old, on his birthday, 24th birthday, tears flowing down his face, and everybody saw it. And that, to me, was such an emotional call-up, just to see him just express those emotions and everything he's worked for his whole life to, to get there. So many stories like that. So many stories like that. A guy's getting called up with yeah. the manager messing with the guy, and then he then he calls him up. And I those stories never get old to me. Dave Brundage was great with that, just messing with the guy, and then he goes to the big leagues. Pretty cool. It it really is. Yeah. Jesus, what is that? <laughs> Who is that? There he is. Uh, excuse me, security. Can we get one of this ace fan out of the way here as we are trying to conduct a professional interview? Uh, the great Ken Korak is joining us at five fifteen. Ken will be stopping by. We had to work out his appearance fee, uh, but it has been worked out, and Ken uh, will be here. You'll be working with Ken. Yes. You'll be filling in for Ken, yep. who obviously Ken is a legend in the Bay Area. Yes. He's a Bay Area Radio Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, Vince Catronio, who you've known for years. Yes. What's it mean for you that you're going to be working with these guys? Um, amazing. You know, like I look at the the whole crew, the broadcast crew with, with – uh, with, of course, Ken and Vin and Dallas and Glenn and, and uh, the whole crew, with you and Cody and, and Jessica. I'm just excited, the whole crew, but to get a chance to work with a uh, future Hall of Famer here and, and, and Vince, everybody, I, I can't wait. Because these guys have treated me so well through the years, and I, they're as excited as I am that I'm, I'm in the big leagues with the A's. So it, mean, it means the world to me and an honor, quite frankly. I'm great, very grateful. Well, it's, it's the guys like them who've paid their dues you've paid your their dues because you know there's some people in the business who haven't 
they don't understand what it's like to go from the different levels and to get those jobs where it means something to get to double-A. It means something to get to triple-A yeah. and then to get to the big leagues. Both Ken and Vince have done that. No they, they understand the journey. They do. They understand. They've talked to me about it, and they're they're so excited about it. They both reached out and uh, had some great talks with them. So, Townie, just this whole thing has been such a whirlwind the last – the last couple of weeks, as he said, you had to keep it low. I had to keep it low for a little bit. Yeah. And now to be able to share it and uh, just it, it's overwhelming. It's very emotional. How excited are you get to get on the wait. road, oh a jet, yes. the four seasons, yes. the hotels? That's got to be. It's, yeah. I, I remember when in 2012 when I got did some stuff with the A's when Kenny had his, uh, his knee, knee, knee yeah. replacement. Knee replacement. Uh, I remember going to the Fairmont in Seattle. And, I, I you know, I've been in all these – single a and triple a hotels and and i was at the fairmont and i got up to my room and i just looked outside and just just wept like a baby just just to have the opportunity to, to be at a hotel like that in the big leagues i mean i will not take one day for granted here i'm just very very grateful yeah, yeah. we're blessed and i think the thing that 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 will work out nicely is you know ever really ever since really the book moneyball came out our fan base has had this really super strong connection with the minor league system mm -hmm. and people care so much and that's where a lot of fans still remember you from your time with the river cats mm -hmm. so you'll step in and in an event like this it's a great to showcase you and introduce you because this is a lot of the hardcores yes. who know exactly who you are what you're about and your time with this uh with, with this organization well, thanks Tony. and also just i mean look at look at the the minor league system right now for the ace look at look at it's just rebuilding now you know the ace uh, when, they, when they're done, they, they go straight up pretty quickly. It's not like a four-year thing. They, they they reload, and they have a bunch of minor leaguers that I'm really excited to see. I mean, some of these prospects are going to be, in a few years, are going to be unbelievable. So that, that's pretty exciting. You know, one of the things that's been so tough to evaluate as Amelia Schimmel, is she now, is Amelia now on the mic? Amelia Schimmel's on the mic, so we're going to be playing games. We've got prizes. We've got the grand prize, so Spirit Week, we'll get into this. We've talked about you can scan the, the QR codes here. you got a grand prize that you could potentially win, an 18-person suite. Throwing out the first pitch. Have you done that up in Sacramento? Oh, no, never. You've never thrown out no. the first pitch? You were there no. how many years? 22 years. I never never got a first pitch. They never asked you? No, they never asked me. The voice years. of the team no. never did it? not once. We're going to have to get you out there. How's your arm? Yeah. We're going to get A's batting practice viewing, which is great, and then we're going to have tickets for opening day with parking that you'll absolutely love. Um, you know, that is going to be the fun thing, too, is introducing the fans. What do you think it's going to be like today? Uh, I'm just just happy to be a part of it. I think it's just going to be just I, – I, I hope that, as you mentioned, I hope some, some of them remember me from 11 years ago. Oh, 2012. they will. I hope they so. Will, yeah. they, A's fans have great memories. So, yeah. so I, I hope they do, but it's just great to see some familiar face. I did see somebody who remembered. Uh, from 11 years ago, remember me? So I, I hope that a lot of them do because I'm, I'm really glad to be glad to be back here. Well, and, and, and you've watched so much how Major League and Minor League Baseball has changed and Minor League Baseball has changed dramatically. Yeah. I, I think about with AAA now, um, my God, I look at the numbers. There's no way the hitters are that good and the pitchers are that bad. Yeah. And we've talked to David Force about that going – well, especially within Vegas, right? So you're, like, looking at our pitchers in Vegas. You look at the numbers, and you think they're horrific. And then you look at the offensive numbers, and everybody looks like they're going to be the next coming yeah. in, Ted Williams or Willie Mays. Yeah. What has that been like down there calling it for you, knowing that so many 
elevation, dry air, a lot of skewed numbers. No question. I talk to scouts about that all the time, and it's just it's very difficult. You see a guy with like a five and a half, he still could be dealing. You know, you could have a couple games where he allows 10 earned runs in two and a third, right? I mean, the Las Vegas ballpark, the yeah. Salt Lake ballpark, Albuquerque, El Paso, it goes on and on. Reno is a Cracker Jack box too, so you really can't judge it on that. So you all see a guy get called up with a six and a half, the guy goes, terrible. No, he's actually dealing, you know. It's just, it just, it just it's really tough to judge. And again, the hitting, as you said, the hitting numbers are skewed too, because you yeah. get a guy with 28, 35 home runs, he goes up there and can't hit anything. So Yeah, Sky Bolt's coming up here with some amazing numbers, and then, you know, it just unfortunately hasn't translated. How tough was that for you as a broadcaster when you're just not calling balls and strikes? You have a lot to talk about with the game. You analyze the game. You talk about with the fans, when you, especially with pitchers, you know, as you said, a guy could, a guy could be an outstanding pitcher. Yeah. He's going to the big leagues, and he's going to compete at the big league level, but he's sitting in AAA with an ERA of six. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know guys, sometimes players and pitchers, will look at their numbers and be frustrated with their numbers. i got to say, especially if you're a bullpen guy, right, and you've got an ERA of seven, and you know, how many outings will it take to get my ERA down? But I think one thing I try to stress with players is, yes, they're looking at numbers, but they're also looking at, uh, you know, in the report, they'll see if you have three or four good outings, even though your ERA is, you know, 6.24 or whatever. He's been pitching better lately. And it's just so – some of those numbers are just so misleading with some of these guys. So I'm, not, I'm never surprised when I see a guy get called up. I think fans sometimes get shocked when a guy gets called up when he doesn't have great numbers. But you can't judge it on that. That's why what, they, what the minor league managers and pitching coaches put in that report, that's what they're looking at. Well, and obviously we're going to need guys who have been playing in Las Vegas yep. to step up. When you have watched Las Vegas, what have you seen with the Aviators? Well, I've seen some, some good talent coming through. And the great thing about the A's, like, you're going to get a lot of those guys that were in Vegas. Like, you know, it's great to see the Nick Allens coming up and some of these guys. But uh, you got a lot of guys that are going to come up and contribute at the big league level. So guys know when you're in Vegas, you're pretty darn close. I just look at the A's system right now. With all these guys that got through these trades and all the young guys coming up in single A and double A, there are numerous prospects. And I think it's just an exciting time to be uh, be, be, be in this organization. So all these guys coming up. And, yeah. what, and how, the guy we got today, uh, yesterday, Daryl, is it Hernandez? Yeah. Is it Hernandez? Yeah, I talked yeah. to I talked to a scout about him, and you know the, the A's. I mean, obviously give up Cole Irvin. We talked about that. And Kip, we're not happy about and, that. And Verbitsky, the a prospect, but. Uh, this guy apparently has is a great athlete. This this guy coming in, and again we talked about it. A guy playing a variety of positions, playing second base, third base, shortstop. He's 21 years old. He's got some upside, so I think it's going to be that it could could end up being a pretty good trade for the A's. Now, we're all looking forward to the pitch clock, and we have heard nothing but great news. Yeah. I mean, because as you know, you're looking at our box scores. You're seeing three and a half, three hours, 40, 345. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just too long. Yeah. How much has the pitch clock really changed? What did you see, and do you love it's it? It's been unbelievable. I like it. Uh, at first, I wasn't too sure about it, but I'll tell you what. It's As, as far as the rhythm of the play-by-play, it's interesting because you have to get your stories in quickly because the, it's coming a lot faster. But but, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, the, the, the games do fly. I mean, you you have some 240s. We had games in Reno. that We had a game in Reno that was 236, oh and that, that doesn't happen. So yeah. it, it does – there is more action overall. I overall I do like it. It will. I think it's going to take the Verlanders and guys like that 
that's going to be a challenge for those guys to figure that out. But I mean, a guy like Scherzer works quickly already. But some of these young guys coming up, they're already used to the pitch clock. They don't even need yeah. it because they're used to it. So I like it overall. Are you ready for it? Are you excited? Oh, my God. If someone's got to talk after the game, I can't wait. I'm yeah. the, like everybody gets to go home. I'm the guy that's got to stay there yeah. late. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me like anything else. When we put up all the netting around and everybody's like, oh, my God, the netting going on. No yeah. one even talks about no. it now. Everybody's the, used to it, yeah. The change. So I, I'm glad that it, it works out better. It's going to be faster. It's going to hopefully help for attendance during weekday games. And obviously, kids got to go to school the next day. People got to go to work the next day. Yeah. Staying at the ballpark to 1030 is just really not reasonable. On the rules, yeah. talk to us because we still, we've only read about it. You've lived it. You broadcast it. How do you like some of the new rules, whether it's the shifting, the bigger bases? How do you like it? Well, I think the shifting is going to be good. Now, we didn't experience the shifting last year in AAA, but we did experience the bigger bases, and I, I didn't really see much of a difference there. We did experience the, the uh, on the third toss over to first called the balk. Yeah. And guys, yeah. And, and the pitch clock, and, we, we of course, we had the automatic strike zone for a while too there, the ABS. So that did was you interesting. you like that? You know, it was interesting. It, I, I think – I did because you couldn't really notice it a lot, but we had a guy, one of our, our tall seven-foot right-handers, Sean Jelly, threw a pitch that was literally low. and like, It almost hit the ground, Townie, and they called it a strike. Then we looked at, after we looked at it, it did, it did skim the box like it was a strike. So some of these strikes, this is I don't know how much that's going to fly when it does come in the ABS with some of these veteran players. They're like, that's not a strike. That's never been a strike. Why is that a strike? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that all, all plays out with the automatic strike zone. So as long as it hits – any part of that box, yeah. It's a strike, yeah, so even you, though the catcher's going yes, way down. The ball, I'm telling you, telling you the, the, the ball that was caught was literally almost hit the ground, low and away, and they called it strike three. Even Jelly was laughing on the mound. He was like, you got to be kidding me. And the funny part about the automatic strike zone, we had a rehab guy, uh, I think it was Jake McKee, and he asked the umpire, where did that miss? And the umpire said, I don't know. How am I going to know where it missed, you know? I don't know where it missed because it's automatic strike zone. They're hearing in their ear. So they hear ball strike, and then they make the call. So it's just it's very strange. See, we, we were on the impression that they still, in their mind, have to sit there and call balls and strikes in, in case there's something that's wrong. Like in case there's a glitch that they still can correct and go, no, that actually yeah, if a ball, Yeah, I think a ball hits the ground and it's called a strike. They just It just has a screw up and call it, then they do it. They but for do, the most part, okay. they just, they just whatever they hear in their ear, you know, they, they call. Now, so. I, I was told that the bags look like almost like large pizza boxes. <laughs> they are. They're huge. They're huge. Does it make it bang-bang play, stolen bases? Does it make a difference? Well, I couldn't tell much of a difference on really? it. Really? Yeah, I couldn't tell much of a difference on it. It is strange to see those pizza boxes out there, though. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's I didn't – that that was the one rule where it's like, it's fine. I think it probably prevents injuries a little bit, so it's fine. I don't think it's that much of a difference. There could be more stolen bases, I think, at the big league level. But. Well, with everybody we're acquiring, they're all stolen base yes. guys now. We're yes. getting away from power, so we yeah. want it. The pickoff, I, I, as a former pitcher, I hate it. Yeah. But as somebody wants to see more action and taking 90 feet and being more aggressive, I understand it. I, If I have to bet, it's not going to be around very long. It's going to get people moving. It's going to cause people to steal more bases. And then once it gets ridiculous, they'll remove it. But I like the fact that it's going to get people stealing bags. How do you feel about the rule? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not there yet with it. I don't know. I, I I understand what they're trying to do. I just I don't. 
I don't know. There's some baseball things I wish they wouldn't change, and I, I, I just I don't. I'm kind of disappointed that they're they're going that route on it. But it, it's here to stay, and that's why I was going to ask you about the the automatic strike zone, like something like that. I don't think that will fly with the players' union in the big leagues. I just don't know how that because it's coming, right? It's coming. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. What are they going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I, the day I, the days of. I don't know if it's completely dead, but the days of the players' union doesn't like it and the yeah. players don't like yeah. it. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that really, I mean, that is kind of an, an archaic thing because now it's, baseball has to do its best for its game yeah. because the data will tell you games are too long, attendance is down, TV ratings down, radio, I mean, there's too much data that goes against, well, the players don't like it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We pay you, show up and play. Well, however the rules are, show up and yeah. play. Do you think that? Uh, do you think the players? Do you think the players are going to try to make the adjustment to the uh, as far as the pitch clock, or do you think they're just going to the pitchers are going to get used to it after a while? Just they're going to have to make the adjustment. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you one. Players always said they'd never do steroid testing. Remember that? Right. They used to say Donald Fear, the old players' union head, said this will never happen in Major League Baseball. Yeah. There'll be a holy war. Yeah. By the way, players get tested now yeah. all year round. So right. don't always believe when the players don't like something. Yeah. I, I've, we've always heard the, oh, look out, the players are not going to like yeah. it. They're employees in the end. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to, right? Yeah. I think this is an adjustment part of what spring training will be. You know, the old, the old guard, and to me it's not necessarily the starters because starters like to work fast, right? You like to get into a rhythm. Yeah. To me, it's going to be the Kinley Jansons who are, you know, my God, they'll sit up there and they'll get the sign, they'll get it, they'll throw the ball, catch it, they'll walk around the mound, and next thing you know, it's 20 seconds, and they're just getting on the mound. Yeah. It's really the relievers, for me, are going to have the harder time because they've been the slowest guys. It's going to be like, let's go, Yeah. let's go. Yeah, you look at a guy like Camilo Duvall who takes – Forever so forever with the Giants, yes. he's unbelievable. Yes, so he's gonna. He's, hopefully, he's working on it already because that there's no there's no way. I mean, he's way over 20 seconds and way over 15 seconds with with no one on base. So yeah, that's guy like that's gonna have to make make the adjustment on that and other pitchers too. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, we were actually at our, our our sports bar down the South Bay. It's actually the Commanders' favorite place, Rookies. And Monday Night Football had ended. The Giant- great spot. The Giants had been in a rain delay against Colorado, and they're in Coors Field. And so he's on the mound. The game comes on after Monday Night Football. They switch the TVs over. We started timing him, and literally it took him to get the ball to get on the mound. He was already like at 15 seconds right ever. <laughs> now he's looking in. You're going, that's not going to fly. And with a runner on base? Yeah. Bro, you're going to have to get up on the mound and change it because you're going to be getting balls exactly. like you wouldn't believe. Exactly. Yeah. No. It, a lot of the, I think there are a lot of guys who have to make the adjustment on that, and it's gonna be they're gonna have to because it's gonna be a lot of box, a lot of balls. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be interesting. They're gonna have to have to make that adjustment. It's a quick sure. learning curve because you have to do it, and then for the future of it, and that's why it's so smart that we started it in the minor leagues because mm-hmm. you have so many of these guys that. As you said, they've been doing it already. Yeah. So it's not a surprise. So when our our pitchers came, you know, we used so many guys last year. We used 64 players. When we had all these guys coming up from the minor leagues last year, it was no big deal. They all said, not a big deal. Right. Yeah, because you probably noticed it with guys coming up that 
They don't even need a pitch clock. They're ready guys. to go. Yeah, they're ready to go. They get it and they're ready to go. And I think it actually, as you said earlier, I think it does. It helps pitchers, right? It's a, it's a rhythm. There's a rhythm yes. to it, right? It helps pitchers. Kind of takes the hitters. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many hitters are banged for that when they don't get in the box on time. I've seen p- hitters rung up. Eddie Alvarez last year with Oklahoma City, or uh, yeah, early last year, was rung up on a. a, a he was rung up on it because he didn't get the box in time, and he was hot. He got he got thrown out of the game. But but some of those hitters will get get rung up. If they don't get in the box too. So. They're going to have, you know what, rule changes happen all the time in the different sports, yeah. whether it's football, basketball, or hockey. Everybody adjusts. We'll see it. Yeah. But it's going to be fun to see because it's going to give something for us here on Ace Cast Live. Yeah. And you're going to be joining us on Ace Cast Live. Yep. And, and for you guys doing play-by-play. And I think you'll really be able to help everybody because you lived it. You've been around it. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know what? I, overall, I do like the pitch clock. I will say that. That's the one I do. I think overall, I think first it was strange. It was like, eh. But, but I, I do I do like it. Games do move along pretty quickly for sure. And I like how it kind of says, all right, play-by-play, guys. Stop being long-winded and get your story <laughs> right. in. You got to get that story <laughs> in. You got to get it in. Got to get it in. You got to get the meat of it, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes. You can't. It's like land the plane, man. Exactly. You got to get the story in. Oh, my wife, that's my wife's favorite expression, land the plane, land the plane, one tie, exactly. So you're right. You've got to get your story and get in, get out, exactly. The master of it, the greatest, Vin Scully, never had to carry over his story to the next never. inning. Never. He never started a story with two outs. I know, he, yes. He yeah. would, his story, the minute, if they pop up, it, it, yep. it, he would have the story and more Dodger baseball. <laughs> exactly. It's always perfect. Always perfect. That's why I grew up listening to. That amazing. Well, yeah. I'm so excited for Thanks, it. Man. This is incredible. It's Thank a, you. It, it's going to be an honor to have you. And I know for you and your family. I mean, you're in the big leagues. I know. Thanks, All those County. years, you've earned it. Fast track, Towny. Thirty years. Fast track. Never a doubt. So th- thank you. I appreciate it. Really. Thank you. No, it is thank awesome. You. Thank you. You're going to be seeing him and hearing him a lot right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. We got more coming from Plank. Come and see us as we're having a great time right here on A's Cast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Streaming from the East Bay... 
A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Oh, man, we got prizes given away as we speak here at Plank. The food here looks good. Ken Korak has brought a plate over. I cannot wait. You know, talking with Johnny, something that, you know, we will get a lot into and something that our coaching staff is going to have to address is the change in the rules. You know, these coaches, they've not been a part of these rules. So when you start talking about pitch clock and getting your players prepared, because no one's going to want to hear, especially from the A standpoint, and I, and I got to think this is all 30 teams, no one's going to want to hear players complaining about how fast they have to play. You need to make the adjustment. You're a professional athlete. We pay you a lot of money. Make the adjustment and make it now. And this better not be an issue a week, two weeks. This better not be costing us games. You, these are the rules that you play. David Forrest always says, give me the rules. Tell us how we're going to play. That's we're gonna, how we're going to have to build the team. Marcotte is going to be the same way. These are the rules. This is how we play. Don't screw it up. This should not be an issue. I don't want to hear this be an issue for a pitcher. I don't want to hear this for a player, for a position player. I don't want to hear it for a defender. These are the rules. You have spring training. You've got a month to figure it out, and it better not cost us a game. I was listening to our good friend Buster Olney's podcast today from yesterday, and he had Kim Ng and uh, Perry Manassian on the GM of the Angels, and the GM, Kim Ng, obviously the GM of the Miami Marlins. And he asked her the questions of – he asked – I'll start with Perry Manassian. He asked Manassian about it, and he said the one thing he's – the one rule he's looking to see how much of an impact it has is the bigger bases because of the bang-bang plays, the stolen bases. Like, he, he was – he talked about that one. Kim Ng kind of a little bit deflected and said Skip Schumacher is going to have to – and his staff's going to have to talk about that. So, you're right. Uh, Kotz and his staff will have to get together, talk about these rules, how they want to go adjust it, and move forward because we're seeing a lot of the guys on the A's that they've acquired, like Ruiz and – that maybe they're trying to move towards a stolen base, and that'd be, that would be awesome. I mean, because well, we don't know. I, I don't know how you could say maybe if you're acquiring guys with speed and you're not acquiring guys with the ball at the ballpark, it tells you the direction that the team's going in. It's, I mean, it's no secret. Are we going to see maybe the return of the running A's like that we have with Chuck Tanner that, that Feldy told us about? They had, like, what, 371 still? I don't think we're going to go that high, but if we can get, I don't know. Well, you got to figure out how to score runs. You got to figure out how to win games. And if you don't have a ton of power, what do you, you you're going to have to use your athleticism, and that's the direction. They're not, they're not. They're, and in these trades, they continue to not acquire guys who are power guys. Yeah, they're they're acquiring guys with speed and athleticism. So it tells you the direction that the team is going in. But from the rules standpoint, every pitcher is going to have. His time, and I, I don't care about the other teams. I just care about our team. Is you're going to have plenty of time in spring spring training to figure this out. And if you can't get the ball, get the signs and pitch, or get in the box ready to hit in time, shame on you. That's on you. And everybody's going to tell. And, and I I think just about everybody is going to enjoy not shifting. I think the the I don't think defenders liked it all that much. We know pitchers, they felt uncomfortable with it behind them. They liked when they got outs, but they they didn't like when they got beat when they shouldn't have been beat. I think overall for the game, people will like it. 
And so shifting, base running, movement, more contact will all be good. And speeding things up, I think players will also appreciate. One thing I'm going to miss, so we got to see if we can find someone else on the A staff that could do this. Can we get that under two-hour game like Cole Irvin promised he'd do? Who's the next? We've got to find out who the next fastest guy on the staff is and see if we can get that. You know, we'll set it. We'll set 215. J.P. Sears worked pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How, I don't think Waldachuk moved that fast. Nah. He's not slow like Shohei Otani slow or Brandon Woodruff of the Brewers. Fuji slow. I don't, we'll find out. Could be, hey, could be Fuji Otani opening day now. Well, I brought that up, and I was scolded by marketing because they, they want Fuji to pitch on the on day. On Saturday for the promo, yeah. On the day that he's got his shirt out. But I'm like, hey, wait a minute. We could have Fuji Otani. That would be sold out. You talk about – you talk about huge interest in Japan. If you have Otani against Fuji on opening day, that would be amazing. All right, quickly, I've got to go run, talk to some A's fans here at Plank. What do we got going on? So if you find we're here at Plank, A's Spirit Week concludes today. But scan any of the QR codes if you're here or if you're coming through on any of the A signage throughout Plank. Then you'll be prompted to fill out a sweepstakes form with your name and email and contact information. But the prize you can win Four tickets and parking to opening day. That's against the Angels, as we mentioned. Second prize is A's batting practice viewing, which you can go on the field and watch batting practice. You'll see us. Can't promise you'll come out with us, but you'll see us on the field. Uh, first prize is the ceremonial first pitch. Tommy's done it numerous times. He's a pro at it. Pro at it. And the grand prize, 18-person suite is the grand prize for it if you're picked in the raffle. Today is also fee-free Friday. Fee-free Friday, buy any tickets for any game with no fees, valid until 8 a.m. tomorrow. Includes all gate giveaway items, the bobbleheads, drones, fireworks. Single game tickets are on sale now. Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt, I can't Tony Kemp poster. Single game tickets are on sale for the 2023 regular season right now, athletics.com slash tickets. Still got plenty of time to come down here. We're still going to be here for another hour plus. Let's come down and join us, but. I mean, you got to go and you got to go and be. A I got to go of the schmooze. People. Johnny's going to be back, and then we'll have Ken Korak at five fifteen. Come see us at Plank. You're watching and listening to A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not Chris Townsend, but I am Commander Cody. Johnny, it's a pleasure to yeah, finally talk you to you. Too. Yes. And work with you now. Congratulations on the new role. Thank I, you. I was in the Bay Area, I think, when you filled in for Ken before, but I was still a young kid, so I didn't really have a chance to get to meet you or be around the ball yeah. club as much. So I'm happy you're here. We're here at Plank until, what time is it, 5? So for another hour or so, we'll be yeah. here. Plenty of chance to win prizes. Amelia's doing bingo and trivia right now. The question just was, who's second all-time in stolen bases behind Ricky Henderson in A's yeah. franchise history? I, I went more – yeah, it was, it was campy, yeah. but I went more modern and said Coco because I'm 34 years old. I didn't yeah. see the 70s teams play. Right. So the answer, I'm sure Coco's in the top five, although yeah. I was doing under Billy Bean. Stolen bases weren't really a thing. If you right. watch Moneyball, he right. pays you to get on first, not get thrown out a second. Right. So how do you feel after, after the news today? Uh, incredible. Thanks, Cody. I, it's amazing. I, you know, I think about just all the, all the years I put in just in the minor leagues, going through the Midwest League, then the Cal League, and the Pacific Coast League. And uh, it is, it is, I feel like this is where, where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like just be, being a part of this, being part of this broadcast crew, being part of this organization. Uh, I love the ACE. Uh, so for me, it's, it's, uh, it's surreal. It's really been amazing. All the people that have reached out from my past, it's been uh, pretty cool. You know, I, I, you're getting a big following on social media. I mean, you're, you might boost our followers on our ACE cast Twitter just <laughs> from today. That. And I mean, between you and, and Jess Kleinschmidt, I mean, I think our, our, uh, 
social engagement is going to really boost this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, we talked about it earlier. You're going to be uh, calling some games too. I'm looking forward to hanging out and uh, well, I don't want to give away all the cities, but I'm looking forward to hanging out in Pittsburgh with you in yes. my hometown. You so, got to show me. You got to show me the spots in Pittsburgh. Uh, well, I haven't lived there in like 12 years, yeah. but uh, Pittsburgh's a little different now. But and you can't go wrong with Permanente Brothers and get a drinky Yingling. So we'll have some fun there. But uh, there was something you and I were talking about off the air, and I kind of wanted to bring it up so our fans could hear it. Now with uh, Hernays coming over from the Orioles, we have Estuary Ruiz in the system. We have Zach Galloff who can play multiple spots, Jace Peterson, Aletnis Diaz. Do you think we're trending more towards, in baseball, a positionless uh, sport now? Like, Emos kind of talked about it with pitchers where we're having positionless staffs. There's going to be no starter, no reliever. Do you think that's going to come with position players? I don't know about that, but I will say it is kind of trending that way. And it used to be like with Sean Figgins, right? Sean Figgins was a guy that – he was the guy that did that. He kind of invented that. Mike Sosha used Sean Figgins like mm-hmm. that, playing a variety of positions. And now you see it all the time. I mean, see it with all the all these different organizations. They're having these guys play at a variety of positions. And they, they use that growing up in the minor leagues. They're having these guys in the minor leagues. And the minor league managers will tell them, look, this will help you. Learn to play outfield if you're a third baseman. Learn to play all over the place. So I think we are kind of moving toward that. Uh, I don't. I don't think we'll ever have really positionless baseball because I don't know how they're going to do the Hall of Fame on that. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, but we can get into that too. Yeah, of your thoughts on the Hall of Fame, sure. but I, I'm kind of with you on that because, like, the idea of a positionless staff, no starter and a reliever, because the Rays kind of were doing that. Although now they have five starting pitchers all of a sudden, which is good for baseball. Yeah. But I'm just. I, it just popped my head after seeing all these guys that the organization's acquired over the years that play multiple spots. It's like, like where do what do we do we. You know, do we qualify Galloff as a second baseman? I know he's on the top prospect list as a second baseman, but he was drafted as a third baseman. So it's interesting. Another one I want to ask about the rules changes, the shift. Yeah. Now we know player infielders have to keep their feet on, on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see outfielders now? Right fielder moves in to play that rover spot, shift the center fielder over, shift the left fielder over. That way the outfielders are shifting, but they're still following the rules on the uh, in the infield to, to help still have hurt these left-handed pull hitters. Hitting the ball and trying yeah. to get that base hit. You know, I think they're gonna the, the smart teams are gonna find a way to kind of manipulate these rules a little bit. So I think you may see that. You may see you know them doing different things in the outfield to shift because look, we we never saw the the uh, the banning the shift at the AAA level, but this is gonna be a very interesting year. You know, I, I was hearing this morning about Charlie Blackman and how how many he's like. I don't know. It was I think the thirteenth most robbed play. The the mm-hmm. shift cost him thirteen. Yeah most hits uh, of anybody. So that's 135 lifetime hits for him, right? Yeah. So, so this will be interesting to see how this plays out. I don't know how it's going to affect the pitching. I don't know how it's going to affect how pitchers approach mm-hmm. hitters. It's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, the, I think that some of the guys are going to be – I brought this up with Tommy before. I think one of the, uh, the guy that's going to benefit the most from the uh, shift being banned is uh, I think Corey Seager is going to benefit a lot from this. You can see his batting average shoot up with Texas. Now, we don't want to see it happen with Texas. Right. Maybe when he plays the Angels and right. and the other the Mariners and the Astros in the division, but not when he plays the A's. But I think he's going to benefit a lot. I mean, Matt Olson will start getting more hits. Yeah. I would say Freddie Freeman, but he's already an elite hitter batting average-wise. So it's it's going to be – I'm a little, really looking forward to seeing how this affects the game. You know, and look, we, we know how important pitching and defense is to winning championships, right? I mean, you have to have – you know, you have to have pitching. Obviously, you have to have middle guys. You have to have close. You have great starting pitching. But – the defense up the middle is so important, and it's going to be even more important now. You're going to want to have guys with great range. So the defense, uh, the defensive part of the game, which I, I love this, is going to be even more important now. You're going to want guys coming up through. Maybe maybe a guy hits 
240, 245, it can save you some runs mm -hmm. defensively. So that, that I think is going to be interesting as well. Yeah, so we were kind of talking the uh, MLB. Well, let me let me promote this real quick for everyone who still wants to come by. We're here at Plank, like I said, till 6 o'clock. Johnny, myself, Ken Korak's coming up in like six minutes. Tony will be back. He's uh, playing uh, host to a lot of our season ticket holders right now here at Plank. But join us here at Plank. We're here till 6. If you scan any of the QR codes around the area, you can have a chance to enter the sweepstakes to win some great prizes. Four tickets and parking to opening day, A's batting practice viewing, ceremonial first pitch, or the grand prize, 18-person suite, which will be awesome. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I never got this. Well, I've sat in a suite before, but never won a suite, so that would be great. Um, and all single-game tickets are on sale now. It's also fee-free Friday. Try saying that fast. Uh, all single-game tickets on sale. All the fees wave till tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, athletics.com slash tickets so a lot of great a lot of great values a lot of good teams coming in because now we have the balanced schedule so everyone yes. we see everyone that's why i'm looking forward to selfishly looking forward to the pirate going to pittsburgh yeah but seeing you know think of the teams like you're a cubs fan or a brewers fan you don't see Shohei otani or mike right. trout play all the time so i think it's it's cool that we're doing this and it's going to an opportunity for um young fans to see the stars that they don't get to see because they're either on the west coast or playing late and their teams just don't come they come every couple of years so I think the balanced schedule is really going to help. What do you? How do you feel at the balanced schedule? I love schedule? it. I think it's great. I really do. I, I was, it's amazing. The only thing that's going to be interesting with it is the fact that you only play your division 13 times. So that kind of takes away a little bit of the division rivalries. I think you know it. You know, so that part of it is going to be interesting. But I, I do, I do like the fact you're going to see more teams more often. You know. Yeah. Uh, down from 19 before. So. Yeah. Um, as Tony put it, and I kind of agree with him. I, I don't need to see the Mariners 19 times. And gotcha. I mean, uh, the Astros, who, who we haven't mentioned yet. Astros finally hired a GM, Dana Brown, who was the assistant with the Atlanta Braves. Nice move for the Astros, they, who Jim Crane was essentially running the organization with all the free agent contracts. You bring in Dana Brown. He's now the only um, uh, black GM in baseball. He's only second uh, African-American executive behind Kenny Williams. So great mm -hmm. move for the Astros. Bring yeah. him. He's... I mean, some of the moves, that the, the drafting and moves the Braves have made over the years. Uh, not that we want to praise the Astros, but they they made a good hire because it was like him and Bobby Evans and a few other names were thrown out there, but I think they made a good hire there. Top prospects are out. Um, MLB.com, top prospects. Uh, Tyler Soderstrom, 39th, mm -hmm. uh, 35th in Baseball America, so down a little MLB.com, I guess not as high. Uh, Ken Waldachuk, 76th, I believe, so A's have two in the top 100. Gunnar Henderson, number one overall, even yeah. though he played in New Hampshire's last year for the yeah. Orioles, third baseman. Uh, who are some guys in the ace system that you're keeping your eye on going forward? Oh, man. Let's see. Well, you know, <laughs> me on the spot here. I, I, there, I, I will say that as far as the prospects go, Geloff's a guy that I really enjoyed watching last year. I saw him saw him in Las Vegas, and he, he was solid. Uh, you know, Soderstrom I saw at the end of the year, mm -hmm. and he, he looked poised. He looked ready. I'll tell you a guy I'm excited about, not not so much in Las Vegas, but Daniel Susak. I mean, that, talk about an embarrassment of riches. You talk about Soderstrom and you had Susak, and, and there's another guy, too, and, uh, Kyle McCann, too. Ken, and you got Langoliers in the majors. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you got a bunch of guys, I think, that, that a bunch of catchers. Soderstrom can play some first base. So I, I some of those guys, really, they're, they're going to they're gonna move pretty quickly, some of those guys. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a little bit of a blank, but I know that uh, I'm excited to uh, see Denzel Clark. That's another guy that I know going to be coming through. And some of those guys are A-ball, double-A, just kind of moving up towards Vegas. But there, Yeah, there's a lot of guys in the lower ranks of the, in the minor system. Yeah. You know, like, obviously Tyler and Zach, I think, are probably, I don't know, hopefully they start in AAA, but they might start in double-A yeah. with Bobby Crosby and Midland. But they'll, yeah. they'll work their way up. Hopefully we see Tyler later in the year. And on the yeah. big club, uh, Geloff maybe as well. 
We already got Nick Allen here, Esra yeah. Ruiz, who's yes. going to be here. A lot of people are excited about it. I know around the league, um, when we talk to some people, they, they're very excited about Ruiz because of his ability still bases 85 last year in, yeah, in the minor incredible. leagues. Incredible, yeah. Uh, there's some pitching in the minor leagues that we're looking forward to. Hopefully guys bounce back like uh, Ryan Cusick and Gunnar Hoagland, yes. guys are required in the, in the Braves deal. We got Kyle Mahler. If he doesn't make the rotation, he'll probably go to Vegas. Maybe. We have like a small forward. We have a basketball team essentially with our starting pitchers, all the left-handers that are yeah. hit between Mahler and Puck, uh, Waldachuk. They're all 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, so we could probably field a pretty good basketball team. But, but our fans are very excited about the prospects, and I think they've done a nice job of acquiring guys to bring in because, you know, they're not down forever. The the wall is usually like two or three years, and then, and then you have three, four, five good years, and then it's a repeated process. But patience is key, yeah. and I think that there's a lot of guys coming up to the system that people are very excited about. Also, Max Muncy, another guy that you, you got to keep an eye on, right? He's another guy. Logan Davidson, another guy they're yeah. going to keep an eye on. And as far as the pitching goes, JT Ginn, is it? I hope I say it right. Is it Ginn? Ginn, yeah. Yeah, he is another guy. Mason Miller. So yeah. you've got to do some, some prospects, some pitchers that it's like, here we go. It's exciting. It's, you know. And, and Ginn, <clears throat> Ginn's the guy that came over in the Chris Bassett trade. Hopefully you can get him the, back on track. Mason Miller throws 100, and, and yep. he, was, he really surprised a lot of people in the Arizona Fall League from everything we from people we've talked to and everything I read. And people are really impressed with him. Takis keeping him healthy. I'll personally selfishly root for him because he's a Pittsburgh guy, but I want to see him you know, fast-track his way. If he, he started or reliever because the ace could always use velocity in the bullpen, but – there, it's it's for sure going to be more. I don't think the team you know winning 62 games or 60 games last year. They're going to be well above that. I think I think, so too, I, think yeah. the, I think Fangraphs roster resource or their projected standings had them somewhere in like 70 something or low 70s. But that's 10 game. That's a 10 plus game improvement from last year. Now where are you with uh, with Pache? Where are you with Kristen Pache? Uh, I want to see the kid hit. I know we always talk about how hard he hits the ball. Um, he's an elite defender. He's a plus plus defender. Don't want to. But the bats is not there, and this is a big spring training for him. David Forrest told us that earlier. I mean, he's out of options. So, I mean, if he doesn't make the club, you kind of essentially you lost out on another on the guy in that trade. But hopefully, he can figure it out and you keep him. You don't want him to like even like a guy like Kevin Kiermaier is a great outstanding defensive outfielder. He can hit a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean, if you could hit two twenty, two thirty with a little you know some pop, you'll be a serviceable. I feel like Ramon Laureano is another guy that has to, to figure the bat yeah. out because we already know how good he is in the outfield, but he needs it. But yeah, Pache. The bat, speed, the bat needs to come out. I'm tired of hearing how hard he hits the ball. I want to see those that become re, those results, not just he flew out to center or he had a line drive right to the shortstop. Another sneaky pickup that, that I think a lot of people are talking about right now is Ryan Noda. Yeah. It's another guy who, had, who we saw in Oklahoma City last year, and he, he can hit. And it's, it's, so 20-plus homers, right, yes. last year? Yeah. The last couple of years yeah. in, for uh, Oklahoma City. Yep. Well, the Dodgers always develop and fine guy. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter who. I mean, look look what happened. Look what they do with Max, the other Max Muncy, exactly. who shares the same birthday as our Max That's Muncy. That's right. That's uh, so they, crazy. They, they, they do a great job of developing guys, and it's just they're a machine down there for, for, for sure. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Noda could do in, in competition with Dermis Garcia. Now Jesus Aguilar is here. Yeah. I mean, Seth Brown, as David Force said earlier to the media, he'll most likely – he'll tell them to bring two gloves to spring training, but he's probably going to – probably playing the alpha most of the time that means you have the competition at first base with Noda and Dermis and Aguilar and uh, why am I and why am I forgetting another guy there's another right-handed hitter I'm forgetting at first base but uh, there's plenty of options. The A's had 12 first basemen last year so yeah. if you can find one or two this year to platoon it'd be great but I'll tell you Cody I like when there's competition in spring training it's because there's some spring trainings where you're they're already locked in 23 spots yeah so, so to have the opportunity to see these see these 
rotation spots they'll, they'll battle for, some bullpen spots they'll battle for, some position players trying to get in. I love that. I think that, that uh, competition leads to victory. I think no, it's great. Yeah, no, no, there's a new one, too, because now you got the starting pitching. You with know, Cole Urban being traded away to Baltimore, yeah. who, who needed the starting pitcher, so it was a good move for Baltimore. Yeah. Now you got Wallachuk and Mahler and Sears and Blackbird and Caprillion, all these guys competing for five spots in the rotation. We know they're not going to use five starters all year. That doesn't happen anymore. Every team uses around 13 a year. So hopefully they find their five coming out of spring training and everyone does well. I don't know if we'll see a 200-inning pitcher. That's very rare as it is. So looking for, there's a lot to look forward to with spring Can't training. We're, we're only like how many days away we are, but it's coming up fast. I, I think it's wait. our first game is February 25th, so we're getting there closely. But yep. coming up next, The Voice, Ken Korak will join. Townie's back. Uh, we're out here at Plank. Come join us. Johnny? I'm looking forward to Thanks. working with Can't you all wait, year Cody. long. Thanks, Commander. Uh, thanks for coming by. So yep. come down here and join us. We'll be here for another – well, we'll be here for a while. It's uh, 518, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Up next, Ken Korak with Chris Townsend right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. You know, I can't tell you who I just talked to. But I can tell you this. I just had a great conversation with somebody who's in the know that feels really good about a ballpark just down from where we are right now. And I know for the great King Korak. Just down the street here. Just down. I mean, just right over here. Yeah, you, you, you could hit a nine iron there. I, in a wind, it's a home the, plate. The wind right now, it may be a seven. Yes. It might right, be a exactly. two-club wind right now. But That's right. I just had an un- – just, just for A's fans out there listening, I just had a – we're looking at this one. I just had a great conversation with someone – who is in the in the know around the city? Not a baseball person. Baseball right. people, you're always like, yeah. But this is someone who's working on getting a new stadium here. Working he's well connected. Working amongst the politicals, and uh, I, I, it was very very you're fired up. It was it's great to hear. It was something to hear that was very positive. Yeah, that's really good news. And I know sure, how yeah. much it means to you being the voice of this team. Well, you know, we've spent a lot of time here, pal. You know, we're pretty emotionally invested, as the A's fans are, for sure. And I've always been, people say, well, you're Pollyannish or whatever. I've been bullish on the Bay Area as a two-team market. It's been proven before, Chris. So, yeah, I mean, any, like, thread of, like, good news that we can get right now, um, I think is a good thing. When you have a conversation like I just had, you realize that, the media doesn't know as much as they try and portray. And there's always stuff that's going on behind the scenes that wouldn't be out to the media anyway. And that things are getting done. And there's there's people with the A's. There's people with the city. You have the new mayor. I was just told the new mayor is really gung-ho on the project. But, you know, as a new mayor, you got to – ease your way in but the new mayor is gung-ho on the project i was just told so i had a really good conversation it made me feel a lot better it kind of fires you up for an event like this where we're trying to celebrate our fan base for uh getting ready for the 2023 season which i know i'm excited this for this has been great today as you as you know chris because you've been out with the a's fans great showing it's been a really good crowd don't you think i mean a lot of people yeah. here and this is a very big facility, indoors and, and outdoors, and 
Um, it's just great. To, it kind of gives you the sense that that uh, baseball is right around the corner. Yeah, and, and I probably got it for earlier than I've ever gotten it before. If, if people have been paying attention and watching A's Cast Live when we went down to Arizona for fantasy camp, I mean, you get down there, it's 75 degrees, we're wearing shorts, yeah. there's baseball, there's Dave Stewart, Carney Lansford, Terry Steinbach. You're like, let's get this, the great shooty Babbitts there. Uh, talking to Brody Brazil. Brody Brazil, by the way, early leader for comeback player of the year after blowing out his hammy in the first at-bat and continuing to play. But being down in Arizona got me fired up. I'm ready to go as we're going to be heading down on the 21st of February. We'll be down there. Uh, you'll hear from all the players, all the coaches, the manager, the front office. We'll have all the spring training covered for you as we get you ready for it. So I, that got me ready to go. Are, are you getting That's into that mode? That's the same day that, that I'm going down, the, the 21st. Are you, are you, well, I think what really got me fired up was hearing you and, and Johnny Dosko on the air together today. So having Johnny D in the fold, it's a pretty cool thing, I think, for all of us today. So Well, as I said to him, he's working with two guys that paid their dues in the minors, you and Vince Catronio. It wasn't like... You just woke up one day and said, I want to be a big league broadcaster. And they said, oh, here's a job, Ken. I mean, you, you know what it's like to do what he did for all those years. And Vince knows that. So there's great appreciation you have for what he's been doing in Sacramento. Yeah, a special place in my heart for people who are working in the minor leagues because there are tons of people who are really good in A ball and double A, triple A, rookie ball, Chris. And I've had the, the great pleasure of working with a lot of them and listening to tapes and trying to offer some counsel and some constructive criticism. So um, it's great to see someone coming up, for, in this case with Johnny from AAA, and getting a shot like this. And he's going to do a great job. He really will. No, he's got to work with you. He's got to work <laughs> well, with Vinny. He's filling in he's for gonna you, He's going to work more, than, more with <laughs> Vinny than he will with me. But um, we're going to work together in spring training. You know, we'll, we'll, We've got a few games together in the spring, which is really going to be fun. So um, it's nice that he's going to help out on A's cast as yeah. well and do a lot of other stuff around with the ball club and he'll be out in the public and uh, I think it's a great addition well for people to know too it's like it's great that that you're going to do the amount of games that that you're going to do and that we do not need you to do the 162 grind anymore if we want you to be the voice of the team at this new ballpark that's just going to be right over here. Well, I'm grateful to Dave Cavill and the rest of the A's uh, staff for being that accommodating. They've been great. Uh, my schedule will be almost the same as it was last year, maybe two or three fewer games. But um, it doesn't always work out that way, so I feel really fortunate that they've been um, – They've been pretty good about about that uh, over the years, so yeah, I, don't, I don't take that for granted. No, well, you've earned it. You know, that's the thing that we always talked about with the great Ray Fossey, our beloved Ray. You know, about you know, hey, you know, as as long as you can do it, and we want you to do it. And it, if it's ten less games, who cares, right? If if you're if you're because I know it'd mean a lot to you to do that first game at the new ballpark. I would love it. Yeah, I think we all would, right, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, I like that conversation I just had, made me feel a heck of a lot yeah, better. You came but, back energized. I appreciate well, that. You want to hear from people who are in negotiations, well, that's the thing. who are in the planning. Sometimes it's almost a good thing that you don't hear a lot of news, and that may mean that work is getting done behind the scenes, and that by doing that and not getting the word out. Maybe it helps you in your negotiations or whatever 
has to go on, uh, Chris, to kind of keep it out of the public eye for a while. Yeah, because negotiations are they're hard, like right. anything else, and they can be cutthroat. And there, there's, there's, I, I always like to say this that no matter what happens right now, no matter what goes down right now, nobody's going to remember when the new ballpark happens. Right. You forget all about like like. With, with the Giants. The Giants went through a ton of stuff to get back then Pac Bell Park open up. Does anybody remember that anymore? You got to no. be, you. I, I was just kind of around it because I was working at KBR at the time. I remember some of it, but most Giants fans don't remember how it happened, how it got started. You don't care because right. you have the ballpark. It's, Same thing here. It's just important that you're talking. And obviously, there has to be transparency when you talk about city leaders and city officials elected officials too chris so you want transparency at at some point uh obviously that has to take place but um i'm heartened to hear what you heard tonight for sure so when you start thinking about this year this year's team uh, last year was tough we know it this team will be better i don't know how much better how much better do you think, though, this team will be? I don't know. I'm a terrible prognosticator. I've said this for years. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about those kinds of things. I'm more, I'm more kind of uh, focused on just how it plays out. The fascination for me and in following sports teams, like the Warriors, and I watch as many games as I can, or the 49ers, is seeing how the season progresses. And that's the story that's told every day. So I'm much more focused on that than I am thinking – how many games are they going to win this year? Now, um, it's going to be tough for them to jump into contention this year. But I think we talked about this a bit last year. The main thing for me is, are we going to see that core begin to develop for the next really good A's team? Because I got here in 90, started my first year was 96, 97, 98. The A's weren't very good. But then you kind of had the feeling that, that next group of players was developing in the minor leagues and that it, being good was just around the corner back then when you saw Tejada and Chavez and Giambi was already here, guys like Ramon Hernandez. Then they drafted Mulder and Hudson and Zito. So you had the feeling, even though at, at that moment maybe the team wasn't that good, but there was this ball club that was out on the horizon. And so I think that's... That's a big part of what this is about this year. Because the A's have acquired a ton of prospects, right? I mean, we talked last week on your show, Chris, about how when the, once they started making those trades in spring training last year until just recently in the Sean Murphy deal, literally 13 pitching prospects were acquired by the club. Now they got a couple of the kid infielder, Hernandez, that they acquired for Cole Irvin that people seem to think has, has a bright future. In the, we're going to miss Cole for sure. For sure. But there's no question, but uh, this a kid who, even though he's a fifth-round pick of the Orioles, got a pretty substantial bonus to keep him from going to Texas Tech where he had a scholarship. So you, know, you want to see the Gilloff and Soderstrom and these guys and guys you can hang your hats on that you can build your ball club around for the future. Yeah, the reality is they won't all hit, but some will. you got to hit on them. You don't have, you don't have to hit on everybody. But you've got to hit on somebody a decent number, <laughs> right? You got, you got it. But yeah, I mean, you hit on a few guys because, because you know, you build a core, but a core is select group of players, and then you start surrounding right. people with around the core. So 
got to find that. And right now, I mean, I tell you, Kim Waldachuk, after what I saw last year in that last outing against Shohei Otani, I mean, I, I see him as a guy that I expect big things out. I mean, not numbers-wise, but growth-wise. The one thing that you wanted to see last year when he made his A's debut in September is does he look like a major league pitcher? Yeah. Right? Some guys don't. Some guys come up and they look scared or they look like, oh, this guy's a triple-A pitcher. He looked like a big league pitcher to me. Right? That was the, That was the most important thing. From my perspective, and they got a couple. You, you, and and uh, well, the commander and Johnny were talking about some of the other young pitchers they got, who I think would have a chance, maybe to, if not break camp in the rotation, but at some point join the club this year. That we, it's one of the things about spring training is we're going to get get a chance to see some young players that we haven't seen before. So and they're we, just guys we've read about in media guides or in newspaper yeah. clippings, and now they're going to actually be real life. Guys wearing A's uniforms. And we're starting to line up maybe for a battle of Shintaro against Otani. Fuji. He wants to be called Fuji. Fuji Otani. Otani doesn't have a nickname, does he? Doesn't need one. He's Shohei. He's, I think he's reached that exalted level where you can just be like a one-name guy, right, or gal. Right? Like a you're, prince or a Madonna. Right, you're pretty special when you when you say Shohei. You know who you're talking about, right? Korak, you know, yeah, you're, you're right, in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get these right. two guys pitching. You imagine how big that is? It'd be great, yeah. It'd be I fun. mean, not only is it here, but in Japan. Yeah, no doubt. I'll be curious to see what kind of um, uh, contingent we have of Japanese media following the A's this year. Will it be similar to what we've seen in the past with someone like a Matsui, or will it be a little thinner than that? You know, I'm not sure. Don't know. May, it may be on how well he does. Yeah, yeah. Because it was really cool having Matsui on the team, knowing that this, this guy was a, an absolute legend back in Japan, right? Wasn't he the most impressive guy you have ever seen of a player that dealt with the media yeah. every single day? Like, he may not play for a couple days. Our, 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 light, our light went out, Ken. Lights have are, not are taken at, effect. Are we out of here? All right, good night, everybody. Um, even if he didn't play, he met with the Japanese media Amazing. every day. Amazingly patient, understood his role and how much he means in Japan, accepted that responsibility. Chris, gracious all the time. He was generous with his time. It really, it really, you're right. I mean, it's a good point that you make. He, he was an amazing guy to have on the club for one year, and he hit his 500th home run combined between the two countries, um, a ball that he hit down the right field line in Detroit at Comerica Park. And the thing about Fuji, which you're going to notice, so, we, you know, our A's office is right down the street. Right. And when we did the press conference, he came walking in, and I had watched video of him pitching in the World Baseball Classic. Now, obviously, he had the height, 6'6", but he looked like he was like 170 pounds. He came walking into our offices for the press conference. I mean, he looked like a defensive end. He's put on some weight, some size. Now I understand when they say, hey, he's getting up there to 98. In a good way, though, not in a bad way. No, no, right. no. He, he's a, he, that's well, a, he's had a journey. As you know, because when he was signed, he he and Otani were cons- were kind of coupled together. Now, 
He's not a two-way player like Otani, but as far as pitching is concerned, and this incredible high-velocity fastball and the splitter combination, and he was really good in his first, like, three years or so in Japan. But then he struggled, right? He kind of had a difficult time throwing the ball over the plate consistently and went down to the Japanese minor leagues even a little bit even last year. But they say, and just reading the stories about him, that he kind of regained his command last year. And I think that's one reason why the A's were attracted to him to sign him because he bounced back last year, Chris, consistently throwing strikes. And that's the main thing, as you know, because you pitched. Got to throw you, strikes. You got to throw a strike. You can throw, throw on. The, the baseball landscape is littered, <laughs> is littered with guys who throw 97 but can't throw the ball over the yeah, plate. Yeah. Right? So I think that, that, that I was heartened by that in reading about him, how he's kind of bounced back and, and, and developed the kind of command that you're going to have to have in the big leagues. Yeah. It, it, no matter how hard you throw, if you're pitching in 1 0, 2 1, 3 1, in hitters counts these hitters are so great right. they will time you because at some point you have to come over the plate and if they know that and usually you're taking you're taking a little miles per hour off just and then they just hammer you. how do you they think you. how do you think the is are going to play this because otani pitches once a week so it kind of it necessitates a six-man rotation yeah it's as we does that does that will that apply with Fuji, with the A's. Well, things kind of changed with Cole Irvin. Like with Cole Irvin, we were not saying six-man rotation. We were saying we have the versatility to pitch right. six guys because I think six-man rotation is almost like a a, a, a dirty thing now because how bad it didn't, how bad it it failed right. in Anaheim. But it kind of changes things. Now that you take the one guy that you know you could take the ball every five days and give you innings was Cole Irvin, and you jettison him to uh, Baltimore, it now scares me because, yeah, I'm not sure this guy, because a lot, a lot of teams looked at Fuji as a reliever. One of the things that was attractive, attractive about the A's was we said, oh, yeah, you can be a starter here. So he's going to be a starter. We don't have the depth right now to have a six-man rotation. We do have a lot of arms, though. You might, when Caprillion comes back, you might be able to go six then. We'll see. They might. I mean, A.J. Puck, I mean, hasn't David Forrest talked about yes. A.J. Puck going to spring training to get stretched out to start? Yes. So let's say he can start. You might have six guys then. Maybe. You know, you might. Right? Maybe. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you, it is. I mean, you're probably going to use anywhere between 10 and 13 starting pitchers during the year. Luckily, though, for the athletics, on the 40-man roster, you got a lot of guys who could who mm-hmm. could, who could come up and be competitive. Right. That's right. So I don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe they'll go five, and Fuji will be cool with that. I don't know. I'd, I'd like you, to see that. I'd like or to you see. limit the number of innings that he throws or the you know pitches or whatever. What do you do think about way. the running A's? Everybody we, keep, everybody we keep acquiring is an athletic guy who can run. It's the next money ball. What do you think about that? It's the next, you know. Money run? It's the next hidden asset. Run for the money? Chris, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody seems to, well, not everybody, but it, it, it ties into what's going on with the rules changes, right? I mean, that, if you're ever going to kind of morph into more of a running team, because the A's have not been a running team in the last couple of decades that you would do it now 
because of the pitch clock and the fact you can only throw over twice if you try to throw the third time and you don't pick the guy off, it's a balk, right? And the bases are bigger, so it's a little shorter distance. Not a lot, but enough that maybe like on a bang-bang play that was an out in the past might be safe now. But maybe running is going to be a big part of their game. I mean, Asturi Ruiz is a guy that can just fly, right? He's like an 80 runner on the 20 to 80 scouting scale. So got to get on base, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. It's something to look at. I kind of, it kind of excites me, you know. Really challenging ninety feet all around. Well, going back to more of a traditional, well, way of playing. We got away with, and it worked during the regular season, but never worked in the postseason. The three true outcome baseball. Right. I mean, we, you know, it's been a long time since we've been a. We could get to the postseason, and then our offense has failed in the postseason. I, I. I Bringing in, I like a diverse, and it's what the Houston Astros have done. They can hit for power. They hit for average. They can run. They can do everything. That's the kind of offense I like because then you're not, okay, we didn't home runs. We get knocked out of the playoffs. I've said it multiple years. Yankees aren't going to win anything because they're so one-dimensional, and they don't. They haven't been to the World Series in a long can time. Can they just get a, the next Jordan Alvarez? You never know. That's, That's why we made all these trades, oh, right? Oh, man. They got in for the do- from the Dodgers. For nothing. For, yeah. Not a, a re- veteran reliever at the time, right? Well, what do, you th- what do you think about the division? I think it's a tough division. I think the clubs have gotten better. I think the, I think the Angels have gotten better. I think that the Rangers have gotten better. I think the Mariners may have gotten better. The Astros are still going to be really good in the yeah. favorites, so... Tough division. These aren't going to play as many games. You're not going to play as many games in your own division as you have in the past. You'll play two fewer series than in the past. So we'll see how that goes. But it's a tough division, I think. It really is. Yeah, and now we're now everybody plays everybody. Yeah, everybody's going to play everybody. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, um, I'm all for what the fans want. Yeah. And if the fans like it, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it. But if the fans like it, that's the most important thing, Chris. If it's good for the game, then that's then that's fine. Yeah, there uh, were, there, my, were, there was the seven or eight cities have not seen Shohei Otani. Right, and that's you know that's a that's a plus. Yeah. My only concern is that there are a lot of kind of standalone series where you're going to go to a city only once. So that'll happen more than you have than has happened in the past. Yeah. And if you have weather issues in the summertime, my fear is you can have teams crisscrossing the country trying to play makeup games or doubleheaders, and that's something that, that does concern me because you're gonna play the you're gonna play a team just one time all year, either in your ballpark or in their ballpark. And if if you get bad weather, what will that? How will that impact the schedule and travel and things like that? That's a concern of mine. That is that is a that is a legit major concern. So, like, let's say, you know, you're talking about going to Cincinnati, right? And you're just going into Cincinnati, and you're not going back. And it's pouring rain for three days in Cincinnati. Well, those three games could be huge when you start talking about, you know. We may say, ah, it's June, who cares, but playoff implications. And you had the option in the past of actually making up a game at home 
against that team, then yes. you, you would, but you'd be the visiting team, right? They'd be the home team technically in terms of where, when they batted, but you, you won't have that option now. So one of the things that you can win here at Plank as the party continues uh, for Spirit Week with the Oakland Athletics here at Jack London Square is throwing out the first pitch. Yeah. Johnny Dasco had never thrown out the first pitch before. He says he's never done it. Have you? No, I've never done it. What the heck? How, how are the voices of teams not throwing out the first well, pitch? Well, I don't think you want to see me try to throw. I have fried my shoulder. So it would be embarrassing for me to get out there. If I was younger, I would have okay. done it for sure. All right. Now, okay, now I was a hurler in my day. So injury excuse, you have the excuse. I do. Yeah, I know. My shoulder is fried. You, you got a bad if rotator. If you saw my shoulder on an x-ray, it looks like spaghetti. All right. Well, maybe you could <laughs> catch. What it looks maybe like. Vince could throw it and yeah, you could catch okay. it. That's, I'm all for that. But the fact that I'm like, play-by-play guys, not throwing What do you want me out there for? Because you're the voice of the team. I do enough stuff. You you're know, the you voice don't need of the team, for God's sakes. You're Ken Korak. Yeah. You're a Bay Area Radio Hall of Famer. I'm not hosting a talk show every day like you are, though. That is fact. And keeping, I, and keeping A's fans informed all winter like you do. Uh, I tell you, on Monday, oh, no, we're off Monday. Uh, on Wednesday, I don't know if you saw the article, but The Athletic did a very interesting article. This wasn't the place to do it but of how insane it is to be a Major League Baseball pitching coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that the lifespan of a guy is is a year, two years. Because you're, you're getting fried. And they're, I mean, you are literally bringing guys in, firing them, bringing guys in, firing I mean, and, and then all these hitters have these coaches that are right. away from the team. Uh, that's something we're going to delve into uh, next time we are on the air, probably the one of the craziest things nobody talks about in our game. Yeah, and then well, then you have your assistant pitching coaches too, right? Bullpen coaches, so they do have some help. Scott Emerson is one of the great guys. Not only is he an excellent pitching coach, but he is a he he is a, a in his brain and all of his experience in baseball, there is a reservoir of incredible pitching information and knowledge there, Chris. And what a resource he's been for us on the broadcast side. He's just phenomenal to work with. So, And we did a lot of pregame shows with him last year, and we can't thank him enough for that because he's pretty busy. Well, and and these guys are just not coaches. They're like psychologists. They're yeah. family friends. I mean, everything they do for their players, mm-hmm. how much they mean to them because this game really is so tough. And... Yeah, it, 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 as we're getting closer, we get a chance to really think about, like our friends, seeing Scott Emerson again every single day. Yeah, right. Seeing Tommy Everett, to see everybody, to see him, yes. and, and, to, and, and, and to get baseball going again. And sometimes you don't see somebody for six months, and it's like you haven't, you just pick it up right where you left off. I think that's one of the things about baseball people. One of my former bosses in baseball in the minor leagues called me today. I hadn't talked to him in over a year. But you just kind of pick it up. Like, yeah. you know, it, that's that's kind of the nature of the – it's it's like a family, right? Well, next time we talk to you will be what, spring training? Yeah, February 21st or 2nd, right? Yeah. Are we sure. going to get we out have, and play again before you we leave? We have a game on the 25th. 
I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be in town, pal. You know. One more round golf before I you leave? I wanted to have a decent round before I got out <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Come on, let's do one more. Yeah, we had a good time yesterday. Yeah, for we golfers did. out there, it's not easy because you had all that rain. Now the sun's coming out and the golf courses are uh, they're, they're tough. No, really, I sincerely appreciate what you've been doing, you and the commander, all winter. And sometimes if you're out of the area, you can still go to AceAthletics.com. Um, and the interviews are archived there. And it's really a cool thing to listen to all the stuff you guys have done, even if you can't listen to the show live sometimes. So, But we do want you to listen live really cool. for all two, three yeah. hours. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But if you can't, oh, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, there's good stuff on there. No doubt. I mean, Really good. It's all archived and cataloged, and it's, it's really cool. Winter meetings was special. Yeah. It was a lot of fun and yeah. the guests, and it was – our show has grown, and it continues to grow from an audio and a video standpoint and how you can get it. It's a multimedia show, and we can't thank you enough because you've been so supportive of us as the voice of the team. It means a lot that you've been no. supportive, of us, supportive of us since day one. You don't need a whole lot of support. You guys have done a great job on your own. What we need is a heater. We do. It's cold <laughs> out here, man. <laughs> Just like... Sun's going down. It yeah, is this, they predicted it. The fog's out there. Now the marine layer is moving in. The lights still have mm. not taken full effect. Somebody asked me that today. I was inside, <laughs> you know, in the main part of the restaurant, right? And they, she walked by and she gets. She said, "Because you're here tonight, does that mean the lights have taken effect?" <laughs> well, they. You don't need me to be here for the. For that, I right, was wearing right. I was wearing that shirt last show. <laughs> I, in honor of you, I had the shirt on. We'll go inside and get warm. Thanks, buddy. And we will talk to you in Arizona. But I, I do want. Wait, what? You hit something, and there you yeah, go. There you go. Uh, I do want one round of golf before you leave. We'll play over there. All right. We'll play in Arizona. All, All right, right, buddy. Talk to you. The great King Korak. We got more coming up next from Plank right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, we're wrapping up here from Plank, Jack London Square. Wait, you changed my headphones. What? Oh, it's because I have what Ken Korak Ken was using yours, yeah, and you were using mine. That's why I was standing behind the camera the whole time. Am I more deaf than Ken Korak? Um. Yeah, well, it's because your your headphones are always up so loud. Because I can't hear. I'm I'm trending that way too. It's been a fun broadcast here. I mean, I got the host of segment with Johnny. Yeah, I was the host. I don't know. How, I don't know how I felt about that. I like being the number two or three or not being involved at all. Well, I just tell you, once the sun went down, it was a whole other game changer. Good thing we brought that lighter. Uh, no one was saw us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No doubt. Uh, Prices, how long is this, as you see the parties going on behind us, how long is this going till? Until uh, 6, it's supposed to be. It was 4 to 6, so remember. But the bar doesn't close down, so this is not ending at 6. Happy hour does not end. Remember, it's fee-free Friday. All single game tickets are on sale now. You can buy the tickets at athletics.com slash tickets. So all single game, regular season tickets. You want to come see the Angels on opening day. And the, don't forget the bowling going on right now, too. Great food, bowling going on, going to be here. Ace fans will be here for a, uh, a good part of the night. I, 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 
I wish I could give you more info. I really wish I could. But the conversation, so at 5 o'clock, I had to go in and talk to the season ticket holders and address them. And I was brought over to somebody who was here tonight who is somebody that is around the city and around discussions between the team and the city. And I was told by this person that – there's a lot of good things going on, a lot of good feelings. So take this for what it's worth. Uh, I know uh, things are going to – we're going to get a lot of information coming up here really soon. And the information that I got from this person uh, was really good tonight. Made me feel really good. It really did. You have to fill me in off the air what yes. happened. Yes. It's just – it's what we need to and – and I, and I can only say so much, but I, I – I, I desperately want you as Oakland A's fans to feel good. Long way to go, no question about it. And you get a lot of people, this is said on Twitter, and this is said, and then this person said this, and this. Majority of the media people really don't know. They're not on the inside. They're not. They may get some snippets of stuff, but they're not on the inside. This is a person that I spoke with tonight, truly on the inside, giving me positive vibes. And I'm just trying to pass them on to you, knowing that things are happening. There's still stuff that needs to be worked out. Obviously, it's business. That's always the way it's going to be until it's a done deal. But it's not lately kind of been portrayed as dire a little bit. It's not that way. It's not that way. And I wouldn't say this unless I had this conversation. I didn't even think I'd talk about this kind of stuff tonight even though we're not far from where we want to build the new ballpark. But it was the conversation that I was introduced to this person. They brought me over to this person, and this person wanted to talk to me. And so we had a, we had a very constructive conversation. That, and I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna follow up. I'm definitely going to follow up with this person and, uh, because there's a lot of good information that's not being brought to the public. Well, it's good news to hear, and I can't wait to hear more about it because, uh, well, we're, we're at 6 o'clock, and time it's close to wrapping up. But I will say we're not on the air Monday, but we're back on Wednesday. Why are we not on the air on Monday? Delaire and I are part of a big meeting that we have to, that we have to go With to. With who? Uh, it's a big entire group meeting in the office. With who? Everyone. You don't even know half the people in the office. I know, and I'm one of the oldest people that works there now. Uh, but on Wednesday, we're going to have Jim Callis, who was supposed to be on this last week, but moved him, obviously, for the Sal Bando tribute show. We're also going to have Josh Roch, Roch, the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. So we'll talk, to, we'll talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame with Josh. We'll have Jim Callis on to talk about the A's farm system and prospects and uh, looking forward to the season. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the Josh Roch, uh, Roch Roch interview from the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame because that's been a hot topic all week. I mean, I'm going to be now still talking about it. What are they talking about? Just about the, the process. and all that. I've been seeing videos going on. I haven't got a chance to watch any, but – so I, I didn't see it today. Are we starting to be ahead ahead of the curve again here on A's Cast Live? Because we've been talking about, hey, this voting, the way they've been doing it, this has jumped the shark. Uh, Buster was talking about it yesterday too. He he doesn't like it. Uh, I don't think Buster votes anymore. I think I don't think he's well, voted we for years. Doing, we were doing this on Wednesday. Yeah. And Tuesday. Yeah, it was. Um, the, the whole the process needs changed. We got into it, but we could talk a lot about that with Josh. On Wednesday, he'll be joining us at 
and then Jim Collins will be at 2 o'clock. So I know it's a couple days from now, but it'll be a good show to have. The, we usually like to have the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame on. It used to be Tim Mead, now it's Josh Roch. So it'll be a good conversation. He was on with Farron and Duquette, our good friends, earlier this week. I emailed him that morning, got back to me. I said, let's do it next week. I know he's busy all week, so I'm glad we're able to get him. All righty. We want to thank Johnny. We want to thank The Voice, Mr. Ken Korak, Johnny Dosko, and anybody else that we want to thank? Um, I think I think we got everyone. Those Don, are the, want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank Ray Jensen for helping with StreamYard. And Ray Jensen didn't do anything, but yeah. go ahead, thank Yeah, him. and Delaire, our boss, he brought you the jacket. DA got me a jacket. I didn't think about a jacket. And, but by the way, where the party is is where the heaters are also. So when we're saying it's cold, uh, in right here on the outside of the patio, they got all the heaters. So they're all warm. They're all boozing. They're all eating, having a good time. I'll be boozing tomorrow. Royal Rumble's tomorrow. I'll let you know who wins. Who can't wait. You're a big wrestling guy now. Can't You're getting back into it. I, I don't know. I, I, it's never going to bring back. You're not bringing Ric Flair and Hogan and Macho Man. we got to start that world. documentary on Peacock about Ric Flair. The great Ric Flair. Well, we want to thank everybody. Have a great weekend. If you're listening, if you're watching, come down and see us. We'll be here for a while for happy hour. But uh, we're getting ready for the 2023 season. Cannot wait. We'll be back on Wednesday. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Niners. Oh, Bengals. wow. You're going chalk with the fans. You are <laughs> so unbelievable. All right, Niners. Cry, Eagles, cry. You're going not, you kiss up. Niners <laughs> and who? Bengals. I can't go against Joe Burrow. He, he's, he's full, what, is he 3-0 or 4-0 against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Chiefs? Last week you're going Danny Dimes and the Giants. So. I'll take I'll take Joe Burrow. He's a sure thing right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> Joey Dimes. Now it's Joey Dimes. Well, hey, Andy Reid said Mahomes is playing. Well, I didn't. I, oh, I yeah. There was never no doubt he wasn't going to play. Was that a shocker? Yeah. Was that a shocker to you? Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. We'll see everybody next week. And thank you from Plank. It's been a great show. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to A's Cast Law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oakland Athletics Spring Training is right around the corner, and you can be part of the excitement. Get your tickets now and plan ahead for a fun-filled trip to Mesa, Arizona this spring. Pack the sunscreen, bring your friends, pick up some ballpark classics, and watch your green and gold get ready for the regular season. Get your tickets today to see the Athletics take on the Giants, Padres, Cubs, Dodgers, and more. Tickets are on sale now at athletics.com spring. That's athletics.com spring. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. 
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.